Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. So welcome everyone to this Instagram live. I have a very special guest joining me on this live. However, we are also on Zoom to my left here, uh, recording a podcast at the same time. So in this live, uh, she's going to pop on and we have something to reveal at the very end. So if you're staying till the very end, we have some exciting news to share with you guys. Hello. Hi, everyone. So, yeah, we're currently doing a um, podcast on one screen and then an Instagram live on the other. So there's a lot going on at the moment. And, and <laughs> but I is, think we got there. We're multitasking different platforms and different content. So that fits in really nice and well with what we're going to be talking about on this podcast and this live, which is content strategy. Exactly. Yeah. We thought today we would have a chat about content and launch strategies for if you're launching a new program, if you are launching a masterclass, if you're launching um, anything really, how we go about, um, yeah, I guess launching new um, programs for AWPT and also how Kayla goes about launching um, new masterclasses and courses and everything like that for Kayla Lee. Um, so yeah, why don't we just, we can just jump straight in really, I think. Yeah, let's do it. So when you come up, let's go like right to the beginning of the sort of whole launch strategy. And that's, I'd imagine, you know, you getting an idea for for a new masterclass or a new course, do you find you, those ideas usually just sort of drop in? Do you sit down and think, okay, what do I want to do for next month? Are you sort of walking along the beach or at the gym and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I have this amazing idea. How does it usually play out for you? So the way that I think about it is I like to take my clients on a journey. So I take them on a journey of like, well, what do they need first? So, I mean, it's, it's really different for AWPT and also for Kayla Lee. So when I'm looking at like the business coaching things and, and stuff like that, it's like, okay, what's the journey that clients need? What's the first thing they need to do on their business journey, which is going to, going to be something along the lines of uh, knowing who their audience is. So for example, one of my first masterclasses this year was dreamy clients, which is like getting really clear on who your client is, who you're talking to. And then I take them on a journey through there of like, okay, next thing might be um, what are your offers and like building out your offers. And then it might be learning how to scale and then learning how to, um, to well, learning how to launch and then learning how to, learning how to scale and all those sorts of things. So I think of like what my client journey is. Mm -hmm. um, for AWPT, really, it was just like, people need to know this information kind of thing. Like I have all this knowledge and all this information and people need to know it. And so I put it all together. Um, but in that, it actually worked out really well because what happened 
was that eight week course was a great overview for the other courses that we start we started to build on. So even though AWPT like eight weeks it's very short like there's a lot of information jam packed into that eight weeks. Yeah. But obviously when you're looking at anatomy, biomechanics, nutrition, pre and postnatal, all those different areas it's obviously going to take a lot longer than eight weeks to go through in detail each one of those. So in that case, business was kind of like, what's the client journey? But then AWPT was like, here's like an overview of everything that you should know as a coach in terms of women's physiology and training. But you have an opportunity to choose which area you want to upskill in first, and then you can choose one, and then you can go through and, and choose kind of like your own journey in a way yeah it's like choose your own adventure but education (laughs) yeah and it's a little bit different I mean my business is set up a little bit differently to online coaches um however you know you can look at the way I like to look at it is what's going to give you the most uh benefit to start with so if you're just starting your online coaching the easiest thing for you to set up is your one-to-one coaching because that's likely what you're doing face-to-face in the gym and so it's quite similar in that regards where it's just transferring like a one-to-one client and you're not having to um you know deal with a lot of people at one time which can be a little bit like overwhelming I started with like, you know, I started with a scalable business model and you totally can do that as well. It just depends on your following. So I had quite a, like, I wouldn't say as a large following, but I had a, a modest following when I launched AWPT. So having a scalable offer where it was one to many, it yeah. makes sense because of, you know, the, the following that I had built over the previous four to five years before I launched it. Whereas if you have a smaller following, I would say potentially starting with more of a one-to-one model, but then you can start to bring in a one-to-many model where it's more of a scalable offer where you can work with a lot more people. But again, it's also really up to the individual and how you want to run your business model as well. Maybe you want to work only one-to-one. Maybe you don't feel like you can keep the quality of what you want your service to be with more of a scalable business model, maybe you don't want to drop that quality or maybe you want to help a lot of people, you know, get on the right path and then potentially along their journey, they want to upgrade to a one-to-one service or potentially you want them to start with you one-to-one, build them to a place where they're feeling confident in what they're doing. And then from there, when they feel like, okay, I don't need as much support and accountability anymore. And then they drop to more of a like subscription-based service or something like that. So there are so many options and so many ways you can go about it. Um, it's really like, how do you want to build your business model? How do you want to feel in your business? What aligns with you? What do you love to do? Um, and then you really can just go from there. A hundred percent. And I think you sort of said earlier that it very much depends what you want to do and where you want to go, but also sort of what you have been doing previously, especially when you're transitioning from um, in-person to online. Like I know with you in your case with AWPT, the while you sort of started with a scalable model online, you were also sort of already doing that. Like you were doing a lot of in-person lecturing and seminars and stuff like that so then it makes sense to transition that same kind of business model but taking it 
online, whereas obviously a lot of coaches are doing the one-to-one coaching in person. And then when they transition that online, as you said, it makes more sense to do the same thing to begin with because you understand the processes, but just move it online and then you can change the direction and change the sort of scalability once you're sort of established and you've dipped your foot into the online world. Yeah, and I believe it's also really helpful to have actually been in a container that you're holding. Mm -hmm. Not that I had ever done like a live online course before I launched AWPT, so I kind of was winging it in that regard. Um, But if you're doing like a one-to-one coaching, like most coaches have had a coach or probably should have had a coach at some point where it's like, okay, well, I know how this system works. I know how this container is going to work. I feel a lot more confident in that. And then, you know, if it is more of a group container as well, it's like being in a group is really helpful as well. So like, that's why. Yeah, you know, we have the mentorship container as coaches can actually experience like getting coached. Like it's a very small, intimate group. So it's like almost like one-to-one, but they also get that group component as well. So they can come into the group. I mean, you've been through it, you know, but yeah, they can come into the group and also share and kind of see what the dynamic or a group dynamic is like as well, because it is a lot different when you have a lot of different systems, a lot of different people changes the dynamic. So, yeah, it can be useful to be in some kind of container that you're wanting to run as well. I also think, like, doing the group containers or being coached by someone, it's also often a slightly more accessible way of gaining access to a mentor of some description. Like, being coached by other coaches gives you access to sort of their systems and how they do things and how they interact Um, which can then give you ideas for how you want to sort of undertake your business um, in a way that, you know, you can gain access, but you don't necessarily have to be doing one-on-one mentorship with the particular coach, which might obviously be at a different rate as well, typically a lot more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is, you know, fair because you're getting more out of it, but it's just a good way to sort of dip your toes into seeing how other coaches run their businesses. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like I started with uh, one-to-one online coaching and I think my rate was something like $160 a month for like online coaching, which is like whatever. And it's like now like the minimum to work one-to-one for a month would be like $1,000. And so as you build your authority and as you build your credibility as you go along, then that's also going to... um, you know, your time is limited as well. And so, you know, the way that my business is set up, I now have a scalable business model where I don't have to do one-to-one, but I actually really love doing one-to-one. Like I love going deep with clients, but the rate has to be higher. Like it is higher because it, it is more accessible. Like I could get on a group program and, you know, my group programs can maintain my, my income, but it's, it's that it, it comes from a place of like, I want to do this, but I'm also not relying on it as well. Yeah. Because if I were to rely on one-to-one, like if you have a client leave you in one-to-one, then it's, it's quite a big drop off. Like say you're yeah. a coach who's charging like 80 to a hundred dollars, which is around the standard a week, you know, that's yeah. like 
$400 a month almost. And so it's yeah. kind of a big drop off. Whereas if you build a scalable business model, if you lose one client from like a group program or something like that, maybe it's only you know, half that a month that you're yeah. losing. You know, it's, it's, you know, being able to be smart about it, but also to conserve your own energy as well as you go through that. And so I think something that's really important is to like, you know, take your time, like know that this is going to take time to build up to those sorts of things. And then, you know, as you become more educated, more experienced, um, you offer like a high value service for your clients, then it can become more exclusive. Your one-to-one can become more exclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I totally agree. And let's sort of, let's take it back to this idea of launch strategy so you've got your offer whether that's the one-to-one coaching whether that's a group program whether that's a course a masterclass, whatever it is um I know this is something that we often talked about when I went through the mentorship with you um and the other girls and we talked about oh my god so I've got this idea but I put it out there and no one's signed up and <laughs> I feel like that's quite a common thing that happens like you you all of a sudden drop this offer on your on your audience and nobody does anything with it and it can be super disheartening so in order to avoid <laughs> that kind of outcome what is the process that you like to go through um with yeah launching a new offer once you've got the idea what do you do next yeah, well, I think first thing is like you can't drop an offer on a cold audience. So mm-hmm. you need to have like your audience warmed up a little bit to you first. And so the way that you're going to do that is going to be through content. If you're an online coach, like content is going to be where it is at um, mm-hmm. and being consistent with your content as well. Because, you know, the consistency of your content is going to show your clients like how much they can trust you, how reliable you are and things like that to be able to do those sorts of things which hopefully you've developed up already in yourself in your own training first of all that consistency but then you use that same process with your social media and so I always like interlink this because I'm speaking usually to a lot of health and fitness coaches is sometimes you don't see results for a certain period of time, you know, this, like you've told your clients this, sometimes you're not going to see results for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, like depending on how trained you are. And then all of a sudden, like you start seeing results. So just, you can't, there's no like perfect time to start posting on social media. Like the time is now, and it's always going to be like consistency is going to be amazing. So whether that's three times a week, whether it's five times a week, seven times a week, be consistent with that and try to really, um, you know, allow your clients and allow the people in your audience to get a taste of who you are and build that trust is number one most important thing. So don't just drop an offer on a cold audience, spend some time engaging with your audience, providing them with value, providing them with the value of what's going to be in the offer. So make it relevant. Like you're not going to be talking about, um I don't know like something completely unrelated and then you just drop like a I don't know let's just say it's like a you're talking about fitness 
stuff on your Instagram and then you go mm-hmm. and drop like a, a mindset thing, even though they are kind of related, like make sure it's relevant, right? Yeah. Um, so that they can start to see, you know, what might be kind of the um the content that will be in the paid offer. For yeah. example. Um and so then after that, like you've got your offer, you've got it all set up. Um, you know, give a little bit of a behind the scenes teaser of like what it's been like to create that actual offer, whether it is like a masterclass, a course, uh, a group program. Um, you don't necessarily need a whole launch strategy for one-to-one coaching. You kind of just say like, I have one-to-one coaching. People yeah. know what it is. Um, but if it's like a group program or something like that, um, you know, something's coming, like get them excited. Yeah. To know what you do have coming like today, this morning, I was like, we're getting on a live and we're going to drop, you know, something at the end uh, of the live. And so then, you know, people are, you know, aware that something is actually coming. When it comes to actually launching, there are so many different strategies to use. I have like a whole course, like a whole program on different launching strategies any strategy will work as long as you you feel aligned with it. So like, you know, you can adapt all these different strategies, but again, like the number one thing is going to be your mindset and the energetics around it. And it's like staying plugged in, you know, if people aren't buying straight away, it's like, okay, be consistent with speaking mm-hmm. about it. Again, it comes down to that consistency. Um, and depending on what sort of offer it is like if it's a short-term offer it's like a masterclass or something like that it's probably going to be a very short um a very short marketing period like a couple yeah. of like a, a week two weeks or something like that if it's something a little a lot bigger like the mentorship for example I might market it for a longer period of time or like a course might be like four weeks mentorship might have been like six weeks or a a little bit longer as well Um, because it's a longer program which also means it's like a more high ticket program as well um Mm -hmm. and so yeah again like it really depends on you know if it's a group program you could do like three to four weeks marketing um yeah, if, if you've got like, you know, I have clients who've done more like mentorship style containers, which are like mm-hmm. four months long to six months yeah. long. Um, and, and, you know, a four-week a four marketing period does really well with that as well. And again, like I said, there are so many different strategies you can use for launching as long as it feels aligned for you. But the main thing is, uh, is consistency. Um, yeah. In terms of like how much information I give, like if it is a longer marketing period, I might not give all the details at the very start. Like I'm not going to overload everyone because, you know, I'm really excited about dropping the offer. So I'm like, oh my God, like you need to get in this. Like it's going to be amazing. And it's it's more about excitement um, yeah. and less details, but to keep me plugged in throughout the launch period as well. Like I want to have something to give along that period as well. So I want to have things that I can give along the way. So I might drop a bit more details and a bit more details and a bit more details the further throughout the launch period we go as well. Um, You can utilize like a pre-sale and you can utilize um, like price increases as well. Um, 
to keep you plugged in, to, to keep you excited as well. Um, and as well as to like have your audience keeping watching as well. Cause so they might be like, or, and not everyone, like it, price doesn't matter for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. But some people, you know, like to get a special deal. So it's like exciting for them to join yeah. early, where some people are like, you know what, I want to think about this a little bit longer. I want to get a little bit more details about it. I don't mind paying a little bit extra. I was going to say, I feel like it also very much depends on your audience as well. And so, you know, whether and how engaged your audience is with you and with your offerings, if you know that, you know, the following that you've got or the audience that you have isn't, you know, super quick to buy or hasn't historically been super quick to buy, then maybe you do have a longer launch strategy than, you know, another coach who has like a really highly engaged following and people that are prepared to sort of like be like, oh yeah, here's my card details as soon as something's offered with like no further details. So it's knowing your audience. And I think that also comes down to well, which is something that you have to do when you are even just thinking about the course that you're coming out or the offering that you're coming out with. You're obviously thinking, okay, well, what does my client need? And therefore who is my client in the first place? Um, and so, you know, if your ideal client as a coach is, you know, a other sort of high powered business women that, you know, are super on it, then yeah, maybe you can have a shorter, you know, launch strategy because they're the type of people that are just going to like see it, be like, yeah, cool. This is what I want to do. Let me fit it into my calendar done. Whereas, you know, other clients might be, you know, busy mums or families that don't necessarily have the same amount of disposable income. And so they might need to sit on your offer for a little bit longer or hear more details about it or want to have a conversation with you before they sign up for it. So it's just thinking about who you're marketing to and exactly. what they're going to need in order to feel safe investing with you as well. 100%. Like that is so true. And that's why like, you know, you know offers with a longer marketing period so say like um a course or a, a group program or something like that you might also I mean you can use you can utilize both like for a masterclass like I'm just excited right like if I launch a masterclass it's a one-off training like it's going to be really fun it's going to be high energy and so like it's just like hey, here it is. And, you know, I've even launched a secret offer before. Like I didn't tell yeah. people what it was and it was like, you know, I had a hot audience. So, you know, people bought it and yeah. it was like, okay, um, it's, it's the price is going to go up once you know what it is kind of thing. And so people bought it like at the lower price um, and then people bought it at the higher price as well. Like once they knew and, and had yeah. all that all that information so it really depends something like one-to-one -one coaching or um you know a longer term high ticket offer I definitely don't market those off excitement and energy because yeah. those are really like I want someone in my long-term container that is like makes that decision off being quite regulated and like like you said feeling safe whereas like if it's a low cost something it's just like let's all do this. Like, this is really yeah. fun. Um, we're going to be plugged in for like, you know, a one-off training or a couple of trainings and, um, and then that's it. Uh, and yeah. if you want, like, you know, at the end of that, I might mark it off. I might market something else off the end of that of like, okay, 
here's a masterclass, but like I have a program because you've tasted what it's like to be in my world now. Like he's, he's like something else to continue if you do want more on your journey as well. A hundred percent. I think too, that brings up sort of this idea. I know as coaches, when we talk about social media and social media marketing for our business, um, it's something that often comes up is how to toe the line between creating content that's almost sort of like influencer style content and then creating content that is sort of marketing content and yeah finding that balance and I did a podcast episode on this a couple of weeks ago which I will link below in the show notes for those listening to the podcast Um, but yeah one of the things that often comes up is okay, I need my clients to sort of like, know and trust me so that um, they then want to, or they feel safe, you know, buying from me. And so in order to do that, you need to create, you know, relatable content or you need to create content that your clients can get to know you better with. So stuff like, you know, oh, I'm going out to dinner and I'm eating this or like, this is my workout or like, this is what I do on the weekends so that they can get to know you a little bit better. But sometimes it's easy to fall into the trap of going too much down that side of, you know, the content strategy so that people are like really interested in you and your life, but they have no interest in buying from you. Um, so then when you put out an offer, you're like, what the hell? I have this like relatively engaged audience, but nobody wants to buy from me. Um, so I think when we think about launch strategies, it's also about keeping that in mind, um, keeping this idea of, okay, like, yes, I have some content pillars around relatability and likability and all of that kind of stuff, but I'm still going to continue to make sure that I'm serving my audience with what do they actually need from me rather than just like, oh, here's my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I can, I can speak off like my personal experience as well, but you know, Mm. Tara, like I was saying before, she takes care of the AWPT socials and it is a lot trickier to build a faceless brand. Like even though, you know, we know that I own AWPT, but it's like, I rebranded Kayla Lee Physio, so it's not really fitness content anymore and that's where a lot of our sales were coming and so with when we brought on Tara um, she's been through the mentorship so she knows all the information with all the courses the mentorship like all of that and when we started doing more educational content on that page because I outsourced to another company beforehand that didn't have a background in, in fitness we started to see like the engagement like we've got screenshots of like engagement, like hundreds like of percentage increase once we started posting that educational content that was really valuable. And you know what, before I rebranded Kayla Lee, like I do a lot of educational content more to do with the nervous system and business now, um, but it was always like really focused around you know, education, like here's how to perform this exercise or like swap this for this. Those did amazing. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, like, what do you, what did you find in terms of changing the strategy for AWPT um, that really like started to see that increase in engagement? Well, I think it's exactly sort of what you said. It's thinking about, okay, well, who is our audience? And the audience for AWPT is obviously coaches. Um, and so 
I understand what that's like because I'm also a coach. And so, and that's how I found AWPT is through these sort of like swap business for this reels and all of that kind of stuff. And that's why I stayed and I would save all of that kind of content from you when you were posting it initially on Kayla Lee Physio. And then we brought that over to AWPT. But yeah, it's thinking about, well, what do our clients want? And it is that sort of applied physiology and anatomy um, information. So it is those swap this for this for better results stuff, or it is, you know, a an anatomy or a physiology or a biomechanics kind of terminology or education, but simplified and, you know, having that kind of information taught to you in a way that you can actually apply it with your clients, because that is going to like get the most saves that's going to get the most engagement because that's information is not hugely out there either like that's definitely what differentiates AWPT from other um, coaches or or businesses and stuff like that Um, and then it's also yeah just making that content not only is the information valuable but the way that it is delivered is also engaging as well so doing things like reels which we know that you know instagram prioritizes that video style content making sure it's put with trending audios making it yeah just like easily digestible um and then also doing um collaborations with other coaches because we know that awpt is you know a community for coaches and personal trainers and and people in the health and fitness world. And so not only is it an educational company, but it is also a company that brings this community together. So having strategies like collaborations, having strategies like the podcast, which is an extension of the brand that we bring people on to share their information and share their expertise is also super helpful for reinforcing, you know, the values of the brand. And I think that has contributed a lot to the increased engagement with AWPT. Because, yeah, when we started in January, I think, is when we started, or when I came on doing the social media, the engagement was quite low. And every month it goes up by, like, another 150%, which is so good. Um, But then even I know with um, some of the other brands or people that I manage the socials for or for myself, it's just about thinking, okay, well, who is the audience and what do they most want to see when it comes to the educational content? Like why are they following you? What is your point of difference? If it's someone who is a nutrition coach, for example, but they particularly specialize in like women's health, like Amy, for example, our head nutrition coach for um awpt then it's thinking about okay well why are people coming to her page what is she an expert in how can we sort of break down the language around women's health or women like female conditions that in a way that's more accessible than just sort of like what you see on google or webmd that's super confusing um and how can we make it lighthearted and fun to sort of showcase that personality as well yeah yeah And then there's also that fine line, which you were speaking about before of like giving people what they want, like what they want to see, but also like keeping it like, what do you, what do they actually need as well? Yeah. Because like, 
let's face it, like when Instagram first started and when social media first started, it was like everybody wants like the the ass and like the yeah. booty and like to see all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, we know a lot of influencers who, you know, aren't making much money because it's like people like just want to watch that, but they don't necessarily yeah, want to buy from them because like you know it's more of an aesthetic thing rather than Mm -hmm. uh you know what are you actually selling kind of thing and what are you doing so like you know a lot of people might think that they equate a following to making money sometimes Mm -hmm. that's the case like sometimes yes a bigger following is going to help you create more or make more money if you're a smart business person but you don't actually have to like yeah. I have one-to-one clients that do business mentoring with me. Some don't even do one-to-one mentoring with me. Some just do my courses and they're making six figures in their business. Yeah. Because, and and they have like less than a thousand followers or around a thousand followers. And so you don't actually have to have a huge, like as long as yeah. it's an engaged audience, as long as you're connecting with your audience, um, you know, you can create you can create a really successful business. And one thing that I've kind of like, and and this is something that I've kind of like, I don't want to say struggled with, but it's like, it's a tricky, like it's a bit of a a friction with it. When I Mm rebranded, it was like, it was like, okay, I know people need this information. information. I was like, like they might not necessarily want it because, you know, some of it can be like, for example, it's like, oh, I don't see how that's relevant or whatever it is. And it's like, but you know, this is going to help you like in your life. Like, for example, a lot of the nervous system type stuff, it doesn't get as much engagement as like a swap this for this reel would get, yeah. you know, when it, when it was branded under Kaylee Physio. But I'm like, I'm willing to go through the trenches of this to bring more awareness to it because I know this is what people need even though it's not necessarily what they want. And, you know, even in life, for example, like we do a lot of personal development Mm -hmm. together here. And even in life, for example, like life won't give you what you want. It's going to give you what you need, but it's like, can you actually see that? And can you see that this is actually for your highest evolution kind of thing as well? Because like, it might be like, you know, I noticed like as soon as I did the business stuff, it's like unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And it's like, okay, like, okay, like for example, fair, maybe those people followed me for fitness content, which is fair enough. Like if you don't, if you don't, if you're not a coach, probably not going to buy any of my courses anyway. So like, that's fine. But if it was a coach that unfollowed, it's like, okay, what are you not wanting to look at? Do you not want to see that maybe because you're not at this point now that you're just going to like unfollow because you don't want to feel bad about yourself or whatever it is or could you maybe hold that like this is actually something that's going to serve my highest evolution because we do this in everyday life as well yeah like if somebody reflects something to you that you don't like and you go ah I don't want to hear that or like get defensive, get like, you know, um, dismissive or whatever it is. It's like, that's actually probably where you need to look. And that's probably actually going to serve you greater than just, okay, this thing doesn't exist. I don't want to look at it, like throw it away kind of thing. 
same thing with like the nervous system stuff and I know this because I used to do it like I was like oh that's not relevant to me I don't need to know about that or like I don't need to know any of this kind of stuff um but actually that's where the greatest evolution happens is the stuff that we think we don't need or like we don't want it but actually we need it kind of thing yeah I think too with something like that it also comes down to how your or how authentic your audience views it to be and so I think with you like as followers even before you rebranded you would sort of drip feed this idea of like the neuroscience you obviously brought it into AWPT in the short course that we did over there Um, and so you were sort of talking about it while and it wasn't like a hard launch of oh by the way I'm fully rebranding and I'm gonna fully move into business and mindset and stuff like that and like see your fitness like go over to AWPT if if you don't care um it you were sort of slowly over time talking about how you were you know working with a mentor and talking about all of this and so you know if people wanted to fall off they they could but it also wasn't like super jarring when you did do the rebrand and I think if you had gone about it that way clients might have been like what the hell like where is this coming from and obviously like there's a a whole sort of subsection world on the internet of like all of these business coaches that you know work in the mindset space and it's like okay like we get it kind of thing um and sometimes it doesn't seem super authentic and in the same way with personal trainers and coaches you know if you were like super into you know macro tracking and and um like hard and fast diets or you were like a big bodybuilder and all of this kind of stuff and like that was your whole branding and then all of a sudden you like rebranded to all right intuitive eating love your body like all of that kind of stuff that wouldn't necessarily go down well with your audience and they wouldn't buy the program of you know how to intuitively eat for your body because that doesn't feel authentic and that doesn't feel genuine and therefore people don't trust it whereas you know if you were taking your clients on a journey from how you've gone from competing and then you know dealing with the reverse dieting phase and learning to enjoy food again that wasn't in the way of numbers and stuff like that then when you were to release a program about it people would understand that and people would trust Mm -hmm. it and so it's not about you know you can't rebrand you can't change your mind but it's just about taking people on that journey with you which I think is where the you know like no trust relatability content does serve a purpose like it doesn't have to be sell 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 all the time you do need to have that sort of oh here's what I'm doing today here's what I'm eating today here's what I'm training today here's what I'm learning today like that kind of stuff is still important but it's just yeah finding the balance between that kind of content not going fully down that side where it's just like here is my personal page here is my like personal brand to you know here is my business content as well Mm, yeah a hundred percent it's got to make sense like you said if you're talking about macros and talking about um you know being strict and hard all all that kind of stuff and then like and then like you dropped an offer on intuitive eating and like yoga or something like that like it just doesn't make sense but 
like a hundred percent it's not to say that over time you can't evolve like a hundred percent like you know it probably wouldn't have made sense for me to do neuroscience and business coaching as my first business because it took time to actually integrate that whereas like the health and fitness side of things something I've done forever so like that's my bread and butter now and that's something that I feel really integrated in and I don't actually feel like I'm at a point where okay I'm I love teaching on this but actually like I don't want to go into the gym and film like my workouts like I want to have deeper conversations and deeper conversations that are also going to lead to better coaching as well Mm -hmm. and helping to create and help people better so like for example, like working with coaches and working with the nervous system and helping them understand the nervous system, helping them understand business is going to help serve their clients better because number one, like, yes, we can go through behavior change and things like that, but behavior change happens when you feel safe within your nervous system. So then it's like, okay, this has been my journey, but also along my journey, I'm sharing my journey with you. And it's gone through education, mm-hmm. anatomy, biomechanics, nutrition, women's health, uh, neuroscience, business. And then I'm actually taking you along that journey with me. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's just like, like, let's all go together kind of thing. And also like a huge thing that I saw was these coaches who are absolutely amazing because they're investing in their education they're investing in themselves. They know they have all the knowledge. They're making an impact in their immediate communities. However, it's still the influencers that maybe don't invest in their education and knowledge as much because they're already making bank and there's no reason to. They have more influence. And so what I wanted to see is I wanted to see, okay, here's how I can help you with your business. Yes, so you can make money, but more so, so you can create greater impact. Mm -hmm. And that comes back to the social media side of things, which interlinks with all of this. Um, And is why, you know, I have Tara helping me with the AWPT page, someone who actually has, because, you know, there are probably social media managers (laughs) managing some Instagram accounts and fitness influencers who maybe don't have even a clue about like training and nutrition or whatever it is and so you know it's really um you know high value for me to have Tara on board and to help like keep a track of those analytics as well because like I'm not an analytic person like I mean like I'll analyze things but like I'm not going to have a look at the data of like my insights like how many people watch the most like I have a general idea but I don't look at like the engagement over time like Tara does and to have that is you know super important because it gives us a lot of really important information mm-hmm. and not just on social media platforms either like Tara you know obviously we're recording a podcast now Tara hosts the podcast and she tells me what topics do really well in the podcast so we know again like what people want to hear and it yeah. seems to be more business on the podcasts as yeah. well like love listening to the business information there but maybe more fitness information on Instagram and so that's how we can like know where our platforms are to provide like the best information to our audience and to our listeners that are on each of those platforms 
A hundred percent. I think like while, you know, the analytic side of social media is potentially less interesting, I mean, I think it's super interesting because like for that exact reason, because you can sort of go into all of the different platforms and you can see what your audiences are engaging with the most. And this can even help you when it comes to actually figuring out the offers that you want to be delivering. Because if you're going into your insights on something like Instagram and you're realizing that, you know, over the last month or quarter or whatever sort of time frame you're actually looking at within the insights, you know, the the posts that get the most engagement are the posts that you've made about nutrition or are the posts that you've made about mindset, then you're realizing, okay, well, that's what my audience wants to hear the most about. So, okay, well, maybe I will push back my program on um, training during pregnancy if the posts that are getting the most engagement are around, you know, nutrition and dieting for summer. I don't know why I put that out of my ass. Um, but like, you know, if that's what your audience wants to hear, then that's the kind of content that you can be delivering, not only on your socials, but also they might be more inclined to buy that kind of content if, you know, they're engaging with it for free. And then, you know, ditto with building your engagement or creating an engagement or social media strategy across the different platforms because they are different and so one of the things we've noticed with AWPT is exactly that the podcast the stuff that gets the most engagements or most listens are business related um, episodes whereas on the AWPT Instagram um, it's the swap this for this or it's the more fitness-based content and so then you can you know plan your content strategy accordingly and then you know on the other side of things then you've got something like TikTok where most likely the content that you're producing or the content that gets the most engagement is the slightly more humorous likability kind of content and so it just helps you plan better and not only plan for your social media but also plan for your business and the sales and the offerings that you're wanting to deliver as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I definitely, you know, when we brought out our, our new courses, it was the menstrual cycle. That was the thing that people wanted the most. Like I was like, oh, okay. Is it going to be, I thought it might've been like nutrition or training and programming like biomechanics. And so it was the menstrual cycle. So we had our menstrual cycle course. We brought out our menstrual cycle course, you know, yeah. that did really well. And that evolved into the female specific nutrition course, which also, you know, is an incredible course and amazing course and does really well, you know, and then built on top of that with the training and the women's biomechanics and programming. And then, you know, layer on top of that, we've got the pre and postnatal coming up and, you know, business and, and neuroscience and like yeah. all of it. And so, you know, if you do have like different sections to your business, it's knowing, well, what does well on each platform? And we can also like, uh, I didn't even think about this, but we can also bring on reels, not reels, yeah. uh, threads into this as yeah. well. So like, we don't actually, like, we're all just figuring threads out at the moment. Like for me, I love that platform because yeah. I don't have to, be creative and create a reel and get on camera and dance and do whatever I can just say what like put down what I'm thinking it doesn't have to be aesthetic and I can yeah. just like I feel like I'm even more myself on threads as well and like my following on threads is like growing you know by hundreds per day which is like super cool to see as well as just, just yeah. being me being myself 
And yeah. so, you know, finding also what your platform is mm-hmm. that you also prefer is, is awesome as well. A hundred percent. And I think that probably leads us into talking about what we're offering, um, which is, I mean, you can go ahead and, and talk about it, but that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about in what we're going to be offering. So I'll let you, I'll let you introduce it. Tara's being all cryptic because she doesn't want to say it. So the July masterclass that we're going to be hosting is going to be a collaboration between Tara and I, and we're going to be talking about the strategies and the mindset around your content. So, you know, uh, Tara, like she's the one who looks at all the analytics, who tells us what's doing well, where, what's performing well. So what are we putting on TikTok? What are we putting on uh, the podcast? What are we putting on Instagram? And she like looks at all of that. And so she's going to be taking us through all that kind of stuff in the masterclass. And I'm going to be talking a lot about like showing up on social media, your mindset around social media, imposter syndrome, which is a huge one around social media um, and, you know, staying plugged in the energetics of it, you know, staying consistent and things like that and how you can really build like a strong, like a strong just attitude towards it as well. Cause I was definitely someone at the start who was like, Oh, like it's so hard. It's so weird speaking to a camera and like not having anyone on the other side and like trying to imagine people on the other side, like on your stories and things like that. I hated talking on stories, put me in front of like a group of people and I'm fine, but still even to this day, like sometimes I struggle on my stories because it's like, this is so weird. Um, But getting around those sorts of things using the different tools so example we're on a live now using you know a reel versus a carousel versus a a, um, a single post versus whatever other like yeah tools we have here, like a thread um you know utilizing the different tools we're going to talk about yeah like I said the energetics the mindset around social media you know dealing with imposter syndrome things like that And it's just going to be a really fun masterclass that we're doing together. And, you know, I'm really excited for her to share her insights on, you know, she's been a brand brand manager and a social media manager for brands in all different industries. So I don't know how many people who are not in the health and fitness industry um, on here, but if you're in any industry, you know, this is going to be relevant for you and super helpful, I think, because you know, the social media content creation, it's not something that's going away anytime soon. Yeah. Like it's going strong even after like 10 plus years as well. Um, so this is going to be super fun. It's going to be run. Oh, I don't even know the date. I have to check on my calendar. Um, end of July sometime. Do you have the date? The 26th, I think we said. Yes. It is the 29th of July. 20 which is a oh, okay so Saturday yeah cool 29th of July 11 a.m Australian Eastern Standard Time it is called crazy content and yeah. yeah we're super excited to bring that for you if you found this live really helpful or this podcast really helpful um in just kind of like dipping your toe into social media content creation and you're kind of stuck with it then this is really going to be the masterclass for you because we're going to give you 
you know, strategies, like we're going to give you strategies in terms of like what to post, when, how many times, like all that kind of stuff, looking at the insights and the analytics, as well as, you know, the mindset and the energetics around like consistently posting, showing up, imposter syndrome, feeling stuck with content, feeling in like a block, all that sort of stuff, you know, bringing in a little bit of nervous system stuff in with that. Um, So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited. Um, You'll see those posted on our socials very shortly. Um, I'm also going to quickly, it may block me out, but I'm also going to quickly grab the link and put it in here for anyone listening. Um, Can you still hear me? It looks like it has blocked her out. I don't know if she's buffering. I don't know if that's the same on your end. Oh, there she is. I can hear you, but I'm here. Cool. So I've just popped the link for the masterclass in there. Um, Anyone who is listening on the podcast, I'm sure it's going to be popped into the show notes. Um, And yeah, we've got a couple of weeks until then. So really looking forward to it. Yes. No, it's going to be so, so good. As Kayla said, we've we're going to be covering a lot. We're going to be covering, you know, the mindset side of things, but also, you know, the strategy side of things, not only with, yeah, what to post and on what platforms, but we're also going to be sort of combating some of the myths around, you know, algorithms and how often you should be posting and all of this kind of stuff that I think confuses a lot of people. Um, And, you know, we can debunk all of those so that you can be more consistent and less overwhelmed and avoid the social media burnout that I think a lot of us go through as business owners when it comes to, you know, trying to stay consistent and like current and um, all of that kind of stuff on social media because I know it can be overwhelming. (laughs) And like just on that note as well, like, yes, it is, but also like how freaking cool is it that we have this platform where we can just market for free? Like, yeah. this, like we have so many platforms where we can just like, we're now our own radio hosts. We're now our own like TV presenters. We now yeah. have our own channels. Like it's actually like, this is the day and age to build a business, to build on like freedom online, to be able to work from wherever you want in the world. Um, And, you know, if you're sleeping on it, then like it's the time is now because, you yeah. know, you know it's not going away anytime soon. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to take, teach you how to take advantage of it and also how to have fun with it as well, because it doesn't have to be super overwhelming. Yes, it can be, but you, yeah, you can have fun with it. And that's the, that's going to be the theme of the whole masterclass. Yeah. As you'll see when we release the branding. Exactly. Um, So team, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and also to this live. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will be chatting to you all next week on the podcast. And who knows when we'll be doing another live. Yeah, well, we can do another one soon because this is fun. Exactly. listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.